Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Scoopy Radio. In your airwaves, on the plane, on the train. Everywhere you need to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoopy, Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And most importantly, make sure you all are subscribing to the Scoop B Radio podcast. 3.5 million streams in 2018 and counting in 2019. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher app, or simply by visiting ScoopBradio.com. On the line right now is a person who knows all about gaming. It's none other. I'm a big homie, Nars. She is a TV personality on Chatter Esports as well as a YouTuber and everywhere else. First and foremost, ma'am, how the heck are you? I'm doing great. I had a great weekend, went away for a little bit, and now I'm just chilling. Yeah, we were talking before we started recording. You, you, you probably lived something that I've seen on many TV shows. You did like <laughs> a, a murder mystery weekend. Tell me about that. So we, uh, so me and my family, it was my sister's birthday, her big 3-0, and we went to a cabin in the Poconos, and the entire cabin was all murder mystery, Greek Gatsby, 1920s theme. Everyone was dressed up. Everyone had like a bio or a character, and everyone had a role to play. So I was the infamous Wileen Black, who was a tabloid reporter for the New York Times, and I'm there for the scoop scoop. But apparently, uh, the big mob lord that was there for the night entertaining everyone dies and perishes devastatingly. And so the entire night was trying to figure out who the murderer was. Who was the murderer? Yeah, it was the bartender. <laughs> no one and no one thought it would be him. Everyone thought it was like the enemy mob lord daughter or the girlfriend or the one of the singers, but no, it was a quiet bartender that served the drink. They say it's the quiet ones you gotta watch out for. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, yo. Scoopy Radio talking to Nars of Chatter Esports talking, or excuse me, Chatter E. Is it Chatter Esports or Chatter Chatter E Gaming? It's Esports, yeah, Chatter Esports. Chatter Esports. uh, Esports is such a big. It feels it feels like it came out of nowhere. Um, Mm -hmm. You you have um, just this popularity. I come from the basketball world, and 2K became just a big, you know, league for gamers in and of itself. Why is esports such a big deal? I think it has to go back 
to kind of like the grassroots ever, there is a lot of people that were very uh, infatuated and like big supporters of small games that were out there. League of Legends was one of them, obviously Halo, Call of Duty. So you have a lot of people just kind of like loving video games and loving the communities that were built around them. And so they thought, why don't we just take this from online to offline and let's make a tournament, let's compete against each other. And at first it was something so simple as like, you know, I'll compete against you and then we'll see what it, what it, you know whatever happens. And so I had like Landcast and small communities started growing and they started doing prize pools. So, you know, a lot, probably the earlier esports would have to be like Doom and Quake and then kind of like organically kind of evolving from to from Halo and Call of Duty. And then you're seeing just pe- people kind of like starting to pay tickets or paying admission to be a part of even bigger prize pools. And as the prize pools started growing, so did the communities. Uh, League of Legends is a perfect example of it. It was it started out about 10 years ago. They just celebrated the 10 year anniversary and it was really an underground game. A lot of a lot of the beta starters ended up being pro players. The pro players ended up winning World Championship Series making millions of dollars from these. And then you just kind of like follow the footprint. You see a lot of talk about like now kids wanting to be pro players because they never thought it was possible. Like you can actually make money competing in esports and, you know, a lot of it is just the fandom. When you get so excited for a game that you love and you're surrounded by people that also love it just as much as you do, it's it's contagious. And that kind of con- like that kind of like infectious kind of atmosphere just grows and blossoms online and offline. You're in a commercial with Walmart. That's like a a, a, a little girl or young male's dream. How did you get involved <laughs> with commercials? So it was really funny because I have two PCs. One is named Violacia. She was my first one, my first baby. Uh, I built her 10 years ago. She was my pride and joy. And then there's the second one, kind of like the second kid in any sort of like family where you're like, oh, oops, we had him. We just had some extra time in parts and we just kind of like made him. Uh, But I made those two PCs and I got reached out by a friend of mine who was like, oh, you know, there's this, you know, Walmart. Well, they they were looking for a PC gamer, someone that had built PCs before. And I was like, oh, I built my PCs before. And they're like, let's talk to you about it. And I guess when I talk about my PCs, I don't talk to them. I don't talk about them like they're objects. They're my babies. You know, they're my children. And I invested a lot of time and effort because, you know, and especially I say this in the commercial that, you know, when you invest into something like a child, your child is supposed to be a reinvestment on your life. back. So that's how I see my kids. My kids are, are are an investment, and I see a reinvestment. They help me with my with my with my business now. So I'm a content creator. I stream on Live It. I stream on Twitch and YouTube. I make YouTube videos, and they also help me promote my business. You know, I I'm able to to be in I Buy Powers Walmart commercial because of all the YouTube videos and all the experiences that I show that I am a gamer first and foremost. I am a streamer, and all this uh, is is an investment into that kind of business that I'm trying to get myself into. Nars on the line. You are listed uh, through the Hispanic Coalition of New York's 40 Under 40. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Hispanic women uh, in gaming. I remember you and I were talking about that whole process. We we met at the Players' Tribune at their launch party a couple of weeks ago, and you talked about how you were a low minority uh, in, in that world. I had Erin Simon on Scoopy Radio a couple of weeks ago, and you know she talked mm-hmm. about being a, a young lady in gaming. Um, what are you doing uh, to make, I guess, Hispanic women more aware of um, gaming at, at large and getting them involved? Are you mentoring? What are you personally doing? So my first and foremost 
uh, passion is creating uh, safe spaces for any sort of minority or specifically women. So I've partnered with Samsung. I've partnered with Microsoft. I'm partnering with 368 for an event tomorrow where we bring women in gaming from all walks of life. It doesn't matter if you're poor, you're rich, if you're Asian, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, if you're a woman and you like playing games and you're looking for your girl gang, you're going to find it here. And the idea is, is that a lot of the times women are afraid to come out as gamers. Women are afraid to go to tournaments, to go to events, to even compete because they're afraid of oppression. They're afraid of being laughed at. They're afraid of being trolled. And so that kind of that kind of mentality psychs them out from even taking the first step. And so what I want to build is a community where you have the support, you have the backing, you have the girl gang that's behind you that if you say, yeah, I want to go to the cinema, I want to, I want to play Smash, I want to play League of Legends, but so you're going to have a community that's going to be like, yeah, we're there with you. Come on, let's practice. Let's get you hyped for it. Let's get you professional enough. Let's fix your, your resume, your, 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 your Skype, your, your stream, make sure your Twitch is good, make sure that your, your social media is good and stuff like that. So that when you take that first step, you, you're hitting the ground running. And that's so important for me. So I'm so glad, glad and grateful that I've been able to do this Women in Gaming Coalition with Microsoft. We're doing an all-year round coalition, so every month there's something different. Whether you're an aspiring Overwatch pro player, you're an aspiring caster, you're an aspiring host, or you're just an aspiring streamer gamer, you're going to be able to find the resources you need, the people to talk to, to get you started. And I think that's so important. There's no organization that's doing that right now for women, specifically even for Hispanic, Black girls. We need something like that. And so I'm working with a lot of organizations uh, like 36A and also the National Esports Association. The president, Lori Bajoric, is going to be speaking tomorrow at a fireside chat, talking about what she had to go through 10 years ago when esports was absolutely nothing and how anybody can do it too. You just need to find the right people, the right mentors, the right role model, and the right community. And taking a step back, Scoopy Radio on the line with now, we talked about the Walmart uh, commercial that you're in. Uh, it's holiday time. People are looking for games. What is on your uh, holiday wish list uh, for, for for gaming? Like, what do you, what do you what are most people wanting to, to to purchase, and what do you want? What I want is definitely Death Stranding, Hideo Kojima's new game that just came out. Hideo Kojima, this is his first IP on his own production studios. He left Konami a couple of years ago, obviously under terrible circumstances. And this is his first IP. A lot of people gave it some smack because it's not necessarily a game. It's more of an experience. But at the same time, you have to understand Hideo Kojima is for lack of a better word, esoteric. So a lot of the things you find in the game, like, for example, there's, like, the handcuffs in the game that everybody has. That's a symbolism to the phone, how everyone is handcuffed to their phone. So there's a lot of, like, different things, especially with the child and stuff like that. So when you play Death Stranding, you have to think beyond just a normal game. So that's definitely one game I'm definitely getting. I already got this game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It is an amazing game. If you're not a Star Wars fan, it's still it's still pretty dope to play. It's a lot like Dark Souls, so you need you need to parry, you need to block, you need to sidestep. You can't just go and smash buttons and think you're going to win. It really is a strategic game, and they take the Star Wars universe and literally upgrade it. So if you're watching The Mandalorian, you want to play this game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It is on, I think, PlayStation 4, uh, Xbox, PC. Uh, it's not on the Switch, though, and Death Stranding is only, I think, on the PlayStation 4. Um, besides that, there are a ton of other games that are coming out, but a lot of them are not going to be released until 2020, so obviously Final Fantasy Seven remake is coming out in March. Uh, you have Cyberpunk 2077 that's coming out as well. And uh, the Game Awards just happened, and they made a lot of really good announcements that's coming out. So definitely check those announcements as well. What do you know about Xbox uh, Series X? The new Xbox is coming out. 
So the new Scarlet is going to be coming out. There are plans for it to be released in 2020, I believe fall of 2020. No logistics have been made, nothing like that. But we do already see that PlayStation 4 is gearing up to be able to compete for it as they already patented their PlayStation 5 controller. The patent was actually leaked because of that. And it shows similar kind of like aesthetics to the uh, original PlayStation 4 uh, controller. But for right now, Microsoft is super tight-knit about Scarlet. Um, I don't even know any information about Scarlet. But from what I understand, it probably is going to be all cloud-based, meaning that you're not going to be able, you're not going to need a CD-ROM. You're not going to need a CD anymore. You're literally going to press a button. You're going to download your game. It's going to download straight to your your console. But people are saying they're going to even take it a next step. They might even go the same route that Stadia is going. They already have the the foundation for that because Microsoft already has a Game Pass that's available for PC and for console where you can literally pay $14.99 a month and you have access to about 300 games. And those games are accessible through the through the cloud base. And so what they're trying to see, what we're, we're guessing is, is that they're going to be doing cloud-based gaming where you don't even need to have a stick-ass rig or like a console that has one terabyte hard drive or like really good RAM. Like it's just going to be a box that's going to be able to just stream in your game and it's going to be a seamless stream. So looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to what cloud, uh, Google Stadia is going to be coming out in 2020. They had a really bad launch this year. Apparently a lot of games didn't come out that they said they were going to come out. A lot of features like multiplayer features didn't come out. Even just connecting to Stadia's iCloud server to be able to play games wasn't working. So they got to step it up. Are you more of a, I mean, if you had the truth, say it's 2020 already, would you, if you had the choose between PlayStation or Xbox, are you more of a PlayStation gal or, or Xbox gal? PC Master Race all the way. I'm never, I, 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 a lot of people keep telling me that, oh, why don't, I have a PlayStation 4. I have an Xbox 360, but I choose to say PC for the simple fact that the investment that I've made in the PC is going to be well-deserved, especially since I'm a YouTuber and a streamer. I can record my content from my PC, but a lot of the games that are coming out right now, they are available on PC, like Steam and Epic Games and Origin. They're all competing with a lot of these uh, companies uh, that like Microsoft to be able to offer you these games, you know, without having to go outside and buy the actual CD-ROM copy. I mean, everything is going digital. So a lot of these outlets, a lot of these, uh, you even see like Riot Games becoming like multi-faceted and having other games as well incorporated to their arsenal. So everyone's doing it. Everyone's going digital. There's not going to be a need for you. I mean, if you want to get a console, that's totally fine. But I think with Microsoft now working with Sony PlayStation in the future, you're going to see a lot of these games be like multi-faceted. You're going to be seeing a lot of cross-platform capabilities. You want to games like right now fortnite you can play fortnite on a pc with people on the mobile so it's like it's all going to go online and so if you are the type of person to get a console stick with the console if that's what you're comfortable with it that's fine uh, but for me i'm pc baby all the way so you talked about fortnite uh i have younger siblings i have cousins the first time i heard about fortnite was when uh yana's over the combo uh, of the milwaukee bucks i asked him on live if he played fortnite <laughs> And he said, I don't play Fortnite. I just foreplay at night. That was the first time I ever heard about Fortnite. What is Fortnite? Explain it to me. So Fortnite actually started off a couple years ago as a survival game. So before even the Battle Royale uh, era blew up, Fortnite really was a play. You paid for a game. The game was a survival game. It was pretty much kind of like Call of Duty zombies where you just like have to survive waves of, waves of zombies by building and by shooting them. And so that's kind of the concept where it's first started out. You can still buy it right now. 
it is the deluxe or the regular edition for about four ninety nine, six ninety nine, I believe. Uh, but that's how Fortnite started out. It was literally just a survival game. You just survived waves. But then when Battle Royale started getting super popular thanks to PUBG, Fortnite thought, hey, we can take a jump at this. So they changed their entire system or their entire gameplay to revolve around Battle Royale. Their Battle Royale portion is entirely free. So you don't have to pay to play Fortnite. But if you want like cool skins, like the new Stormtrooper skin, uh, thanks to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order coming out, or if you want... I think they were doing something with Marshmallow. You can get like a Marshmallow head if you actually joined his online concert. So Fortnite really decided to take the jump and become a full-time Battle Royale. And that's where they're making a lot of their money. And the cool thing is that they're taking Battle Royale to the next level by also being an entertainment platform. So you see that in, if you go into the Fortnite world, there is this place... Um, called Risky Reels, where they have like a uh, movie screen or something like that. Sometimes they're showing screens of like Star Wars, uh, like blimps for like the Mandalorian. They, I, they, were peak, they were like sneaky, doing a sneak peek for that as well. You can see like videos of like other things that are happening. Sometimes they show things that are really irregular. One time Marshmallow had a, a concert in the actual uh, Battle Royale arena. And so like they're saying that they can use their platform as an open world experience where people can take their fandom online, jump into Fortnite, instead of fighting and shooting each other, they can experience something that no one has ever been able to kind of like replicate. Like you're having people from all over the world joining in a marshmallow concert in, in like a game, like that's never been heard of, but Fortnite is being able to see that they can take their battle royale game, their survival game, and take it to the next left, become an entertainment, and then even more than that, become a movement. I like that. I like that. Uh, you talked about Star Wars, and um, you said to me uh, recently that you're more of a Trekkie. So you, you, first of all, you're living long and prospering. Are you more of the original? Are you more of a fan of the original or more a fan of Next Generation or Deep Space Nine? So I'm going to even take it even for, like way earlier that I've only recently became a Trekkie about two, three years ago. And that's specifically because of the new Star Trek Discovery that came out. Props to Michael Burnham. It's the first time that the Star Trek series follows a black woman. And not only that, she actually ends up being Spock's stepsister. And they goes through the dynamic. This this beautiful story literally is in, in, in set injected into the story of the Star Trek universe. But then you find out later that everything that's happened in Discovery happened prior to the first actual, uh, the original series where Stop goes, like, enters into the Enterprise. So, like, this entire story, it's amazing. I, I, Michael, the woman that plays Michael Burnham, I, I, my, her name escapes me, but she did a great performance. The story is so action-packed, so full of emotion, and it really sucks you in. So I've been a, a Star Trek fan since Discovery. So this is their CBS's new IP that's coming out, and they're going to be coming out with the next season uh, in spring of 2020. We learn something new every day. I didn't know anything about Discovery. I've been working and writing so much. How long? <laughs> that, that, that's the thing. I had no idea. It's really good. I, I would highly recommend, even if you're not a, Trek, a Trekkie fan, that's totally fine. I became a Trekkie fan because of this particular series. Now I want to watch the original series, Deep Space Nine and everything else, because it all ties in. And even Picard is coming out as well, too. It all ties in. And it's like, yo, they must have like a thousand brains on this because it's, it's so good. To me, this is just like Disney and Marvel remix and everything now. <laughs> Nars, what are uh, some of the things you're looking forward to in 2020? So I am definitely looking forward to League of Legends World Championship Series, which is going to be happening in Shanghai uh, fall of 2020. That's going to be pretty fun. It's the first time we're, well, it's not the first time, but we're definitely seeing a lot more action uh, when it comes to League of Legends going global. 
Um, after 2020 and 2021, they're coming back to North America. We're still not sure where, whether it's going to be L.A. I hope they pick New York, my hometown, uh, and pick Madison Square Garden again to hold the World Championship Series. I'm looking forward to Evo 2020. Uh, definitely a lot of good. We saw a lot of good new faces coming out from the Capcom Pro Tour. Um making some some rounds. Dom NYC, who is actually a, a young blood, just won the Capcom Pro Tour uh, in this series. So it, it's going to be good to see him kind of like now with the reputation and backing from the local le- the local level now into the actual esports uh, professional scene to see how he he pins against uh, for 2020. Um, definitely looking for new games that are coming out. Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out in, in, in March, April. You have Cyberpunk 2077 that's also coming out that I mentioned before, which is going to be cool. Scarlet is going to be making a, a sneak peek hopefully next year as well. And obviously the Emmys is going to be announcing their new esports category. So now if you're in wow. esports, you can now win an Emmy, which is crazy because like, who would have thought, you know? I remember you win. You get your Emmy soon. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Who is one celebrity um, that it surprised you that they were a gamer? Honestly, it would have to be Snoop Dogg. I mean, I know that's like really, really, because like, you know, like, come on, he's so chill. He's so cool. But like, he is not just a gamer. Like he is an NHL, like hockey commentator. He's really into hockey. He's really into video games. He has his own esports team now. He started his own tournament scene. And I was just like, he is really vested in like, find out that he's like a bona fide game. He's been playing since like the Atari. And I was like, what? Uh, but like I, I love the fact that not only is he a gamer, but he's also like a producer, uh, a speaker. Like he is someone that you would never have thought to be super invested in gaming. He's going above and beyond, not only for like the youngins that are kind of like getting into to the scene, but also just like trying to kind of like leverage who he is to just build everybody around him up. And I feel like he does it so humbly and he's so cool and chill about it. So yeah, it blows my mind that he's in it, but he's in it a hundred percent. He's he's taking it to the next level for sure. And that's real. What doesn't Snoop Dogg have his hand in? He's got it from basketball to apparel to mm-hmm. marijuana to just a million <laughs> of, of different things. Super Radio on the line with Nars. What video game? I ask basketball players often. What what um what was their entry point? Or when did they fall in love with basketball? I ask rappers. You know what what mm-hmm. album uh, made them fall in love with hip hop? Uh, a million dollar question for you. What's console uh, brought you into the gaming world? It would have to be the Sega Genesis. Um, the Sega Genesis brought me into the game world. My cousin, who's uh, my female cousin, she was playing Resident Evil when I was like nine years old, and I would like literally watch her. But obviously, Resident Evil was too much for a nine-year-old kid, so my parents got me a Sega Genesis. The first game I ever got was Sonic the Hedgehog 3 for the Sega Genesis, and it was everything. It was like I, I never experienced anything else besides that. I was like, this is my console, and I became a huge Sega fan ever since then. Huge Sonic fan. Huge Shenmue fan, you know, Saturn fan, like I, until Sega kind of on uh, its hardware demise, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it was. I remember playing Contra Hard Cop, Hard Corps on Sega Genesis. I remember playing, you know, Streets of Rage on the Sega Genesis. Like it got me into so many other games. And obviously, I wasn't supposed to be playing some of these games, but at the same time, like it literally paved the way from for my my passion and my love for gaming to kind of just blossom and then just kind of like rolled into now my career. I like it. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. <laughs> uh, you, um, for me, uh, what, what drives me into you and, and what you have going on is your, is your personality. Do you have any aspirations 
outside of gaming, outside of, you know, commercials, what, what, what is, what is the ultimate goal for you? My ultimate goal, I really want to start a fashion line. I really want to start a video game fashion line, but nothing like t-shirts or stuff like that. Like I'm talking about ready to wear up to runway, up to freaking couture. And I like, I always think about, you know, what would I like to wear? Like sometimes I, I remember I was talking to a girl one time and I was like, I want to wear like a nice dress. For, that has like LeBlanc from League of Legends. You can't find that stuff online. Like you have to make that stuff. And it's like, there are a lot of women that want to represent their fandom. They want to represent the games that they love, but there aren't any outlets to do that. Like I know like Hot Topic tried and like there's, um, there's Bioware that came out with a couple of stuff and like they do, they do a good job, but it's not enough. Like we need so many more stuff. And I feel like, you know, I had these, uh, these heels that were painted like in Legend of Zelda and I would be walking around people like, yo, where'd you get that? And I was like, I had to make it. Like I had to pay someone to make this for me. And so we were like, yo, can, can I get it from you too? And I was like, shit, this is, this is a great idea. Like, why can't we do more of this? Like, why can't we cater to 50% of the gaming population who's desperate for representation and desperate to, to showcase their fandom? And it's like, I want to do that. I want to be able to take, I want to take the, the, the bull by the horns and start like, you know, a fast fashion, kind of like Fashion Nova, kind of like with, with, um, H&M does, but just focus on gaming and then take people's ideas. Like what do they, they want to see a high, low tank top. They want to see a high, low dress. They want to see a couture, beautiful ball gown of their favorite character. Like I want to be able to do like a couture fashion where I, I, people are literally walking out in a ball gown that looks like Pete. And I'm like, yo, Rocket, you're going to go to the gala like that. No, guess what? What? You're off the hot seat. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> You're off the hot seat. I want to thank you so much for joining us on Scoopy Radio. I learned a lot more about you. I learned that you want to uh, pursue um, things outside of gaming. You wanted to do a clothing line that is video game um, themed. And I also learned about Fortnite. You put me on. I'm going to check it out. And I heard it's free on your phone. Yeah, it is. It's totally free. I want to thank you so much for joining the pod today, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. All right, ma'am. Where can people find more information about you and everything that you have going on? I'm Nars, N-A-R-Z, on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Tumblr, Facebook. You can check me out there. If you want to check out my YouTube, you can go to Nars Gaming, N-A-R-Z Gaming. And for anything else, you can check out my website, Nars.co, N-A-R-Z.co. You heard it first. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Scoopy Radio. Overtime. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, 
lemon and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 